great morning it's been. You know, I just want to thank our events team. Pastor Dima leads an events team and they organise all the bits and pieces and the theme and they do so much work in making church great on these special days. And so thank you guys. I can't even see half of you there behind the scenes. <laughs> but, you know, it's a great morning and um, the whole morning really, you're wondering why there's doors and knocking and all that and that is the theme. Because, you know, a mother's heart is towards her children and a mother's heart will always pray for their kids and they love. God's heart is very similar. Actually, it's even greater than our hearts are towards our own children. And we are always, as mothers, if you're a mum, we are always knocking on heaven's door for our kids every day. Well, hopefully, if you, you know, <laughs> if you can be bothered. But anyway, I'm going to get into that. I know that some mums, you know, you just like give up sometimes and, you know, that's okay. Sometimes you need a break. But um, I just want to, um, yeah, share with you a few things about knocking on heaven's door this morning and how the Bible actually talks about it. In um, Matthew 7, 7 to 8, um, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. But you know, when you think of knocking though, it's actually just a picture. It's a metaphor for praying. It's a metaphor for coming to God and never giving up and asking him and and coming to him and spending time with him. And it's not, so to speak, you're just knocking on a real door. But, you know, we can see, have these metaphors so we can relate to them and help us understand what it's like to, um, you know, pray and what it should be like. And, And God is waiting for us. He's waiting for us to knock on his door. He's waiting for us there so that we can... He can bless us. He can help us. He can take the load and the burden off our lives, you know. And um, just before we go on, I want to share a short video. And uh, guys, uh, just a short video. These are my grand. Well, my granddaughters come to my back door a lot, and they knock. And this is them. <laughs> come to our door knocking and poor Alani had asthma that day so she wasn't ex- exuberant as she usually is she always usually goes hello is anyone there it's Alani and I really we just couldn't get it 
because she had asthma, but she came anyway. And I thought that was a picture in itself that, you know, no matter how she felt, she was still going to come to Nana's door and knock and knock and, and um, you know, wait for an answer. And I just love it. And I just, um, you know, when we come to God and we come to, like, Nana, like when I, I'm inside and I can hear her knocking and sometimes I can't go to the door straight away because I've got my hands full of, um, you know, like chicken fillets or I'm getting out of the shower or something. And, and, but my heart is towards her. My heart is towards both of them. And I really want to answer the door and I just can't. And um, it's, a, it's, it's a bit of a heartache. And sometimes I think God is a bit like that. Sometimes he just can't answer the door because... You know, he just can't at that moment in time. It's just not time for him to answer in that way. But you know what? We're to keep knocking, keep pressing in, keep keep it up, you know. And um, I was just thinking, you know, there's so many different styles of knocking. If you, you know, there's styles of knocking, if you know that. I've just done a deep study about <laughs> the different types of knocking, you know, because I didn't really think about this until I did this message. And I thought, you know what, there's a millennial knock. You know what a millennial knock is? And I, I, don't, I know that it's an insult to be called a millennial nowadays, so I'm not saying that anyone is here. But, um, you know, a millennial knock will be like, I hope this doesn't fall over. Uh, okay, they're not home. I want an answer now. Come to the door right now. Give me what I want. I'm not going to stay. I'm going. You know, millennial is like, I want it now. I want the best now. I don't even want the crumbs or, you know, whatever it is. I want the best now. And, you know, we've got to be careful in our prayer that we don't like, okay, we come to God once about something. Oh, see ya. I want it now. You know, we can be like that, can't we, with our prayer. Oh, well, I've prayed about that. Okay. God's going to get to you now. But he doesn't. He's like, hey, hang on. I want you to press in just a little bit more. Don't be too... um, like, uh, don't take me for granted, you know, don't take me for granted. I am a father that loves you and cares for you and will help you grow and stretch and, and all these things. What about someone who just pops in to your house? Like, you, I know, back in the day, you could actually just pop over to someone's house. You didn't have to, um, like, make an appointment or, you know, you'd be like, oh, like my mum used to do all the time. We used to go and visit her friends, but just, oh, well, we're just passing, let's just pop in. And so you used to just pop in. Some of them are like, you know, is anyone home? No. Oh, well, they're not home anyway. Oh, well, we'll go. And you don't get an answer, and you, so you leave anyway. And um, so I, there's two kind of sides to a pop-in knocker. <laughs> they, um, it's either they, you know... They weren't expecting someone to be home, so they were like, oh, let's just do a bit of a reluctant knock and um, see what happens. Or there's a real faith and expectation of, oh, look, I don't really know what to expect, so I'm going to knock anyway. And I think God wants us to knock anyway, even if we're not sure of what to expect about a situation and about something in our lives that we need to pray about, you know. What about the um, estranged relative? Oh, my gosh, they're the worst because they come to your house and they don't even want to be there. And they're like, you know, knock. 
and they're like, oh, and they've got full of resentment and they don't want to be there and it's like, oh, look, let's just get out of here. And it's full of bitterness and it's not good and, and I think God has those estranged relatives, you know. And it's like, oh, they have to come maybe at Easter time because that's what everyone does, you know, or maybe, you know, at Christmas time, the estranged relative comes by, oh, yeah, I'm going to come and I'm going to say my prayer because that's what I should do, even though God hasn't ever answered my prayer, even though God isn't doing what I want, uh, and he's always hurt me. And this is where a lot of people are. There's a bitterness, there's a hurt, there's a sadness, and they're just blaming God for something that he didn't do, he didn't orchestrate. He is not a God of um, pain and suffering and hurt. He is a God of healing and restoration and love and hope and fulfillment. But, you know, the enemy's out there and he will lie to us and say, no, God did that. God made them die. God made them do that. You know, and it's just such a lie from the enemy. And we need to come to God as an estranged relative and say, okay, I'm going to take that extra knock. And I'm going to come and I'm going to receive your love and forgiveness and see what you have for me, God. What about the door dash knock? You know, and, uh, <laughs> I've been a bit of one of them with Louis. <laughs> Not a door dasher, but we did Uber because Louis did, did Uber and last, I think, last COVID. We, um, he couldn't do Uber driving, so he started doing like the Uber delivering of the, the meal. So what, what's that kind of knock? Oh, far out, man. I was knocking. I helped him because I couldn't stand being stuck in my five-kilometre radius. So I said, right, you've got to take me. So I helped him. And I go to the door, and because everyone's paranoid of COVID, and you're like, no, I'm just going to, oh, no, it's at the door. See ya. And you're running away. And, you know, oh, yeah, they saw their thing. You took the picture. Right, we're out of there. You know, you're delivering something that's not yours. And sometimes we get prayers or we get something that's like given to us to deliver to God and we just be like, oh, well, I did my thing. I've done it. I've prayed. I've done it. I've come to God. But um, we haven't really done it, have we? You know, we can't really. Sometimes I know we get prayer requests during the week and um, and I think we've got to, if you can't pray right at that moment or you know, spend a little time, you can actually save that prayer and deliver it to God when you've got time. And, um, you know, just not be a door dasher. What about the wave by that doesn't even knock? Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi, God. Hi, God. I've, I, yep, we saw you three years ago. You know, we've had people who just wave by. They can't be bothered knocking. They can't be bothered coming in and saying hello. They just wave by. We had, I even had someone take a photo of my house and send it to me, say, oh, we, just, we were just coming by in the neighbourhood and here's a photo of your house. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I was actually home. You could have, it's actually someone who's close to me too. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I had my cat in the front yard and, oh, thanks. That's really great. You could have just knocked on the door. And I'm like, you know, I'm sure God gets a lot of waivers by. Oh, well, <laughs> we did we did try. We did try and come by. But, oh, you weren't home, you know. Oh, we didn't think you were home. We just, hey, God, see you later and chuff off and do your own thing. You know, we've got to be careful about the way we knock and about the way we visit and we, how we come to God. Um, 
you know, and then you get the Lieber card truck drivers, far out, don't they bug you? You know, you're home and then you come to the door and there's a flipping card sitting there and you're like, are you serious? I was home. They can't even be bothered waiting for you to answer the door. They can't be bothered. Um, some of them can't even be bothered, um, you know, knocking. They just put the card there because they just want to get the job done. And um, then, so what, what happens then? You have to go out of your way to go and get the card and get the present or whatever it is. And I think sometimes, you know, we just can't leave the calling card at God's mat. You know, sorry, God. I just, here's my ticket, here's my card. I'll see you later. Come and get me. Come and get me when you can. You know, come and come and seek me out. But um, no, we got to seek him because he sought us out. He sought us out when he sent his son. He died and he died for all of us while we were yet sinners. He sought us out, and by his Holy Spirit, he is revealing to us all the truth. You know, and we need to come to him now. He's reached out to us. Now we come to him. Now, this is a good knock, a child's knock, like Alani. Knock, 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 knock. Knock, knock, knock. Are you here? Are you home? What are you doing? Oh, it's Alani. You know, she'll, or, or she'll say, it's a mermaid. Or it's, it's, um, it's, you know, how many names? She comes up to the door all the time. It's so-and-so. It's Milani. It's blah-blah. <laughs> She's always someone different. She's so cute. And they come to the door, even... I heard Kai yesterday, and I just got the other shower. I felt really bad because I couldn't answer the door. She's going, na na, na na, na na, na na, and and terrified. I heard him out there, and she, he's like, I see na na, na na, and I'm like, no, I'm holding off. I can't come out there. It's not appropriate. <laughs> but you know, these children are relentless, and they come to God and they come to us with this open, willing, beautiful, um, innocent heart. And, and you know, the Word of God says in Matthew 18, 3, uh, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. And we need to come to God with that childlike faith. And, you know, you know, you can just come to him any time and just be honest and open and, you know, about what's happening in your life. And you don't have to be this um, person who's got it all together and look, God, what of, you know, sh- talent, showing him what you've done and look at me. And it's like he just wants a broken and contrite spirit, that beautiful spirit of a child. And then we come um, to the Lord. Here's another type of knock, the faithful friend. You know, persistent, faithful friend who will just come to your door and knock and knock and knock and knock. And, you know, I was thinking as I was knocking, as that faithful friend would, no matter what's happening in your life, no matter what you're going through, you, you need to come to God and you need to remember that God is your faithful friend. He is there for you no matter what is happening in your life. And you can come to him as his friend and because you know him and you know he's faithful and you know that even sometimes whatever is happening in your life will not change straight away. 
But you know that if you come to him, you can talk to him, you can lay your burden down, you can give it to him, and you can be filled with his peace and love to be able to help you through whatever situation that you're going through. And he is such a loving father. And so sometimes just, you know, knocking, knocking, knocking in his presence just brings upon that, um, that peace that we need to get through every situation. And, um, you know, sometimes he'll answer your prayer straight away. Sometimes he won't. But I tell you, just spending time in his presence, knocking and being with him, praying and, and, you know, enjoying his presence. And that's a faithful friend. We need to be to God because he's faithful to us. You know, I just wanted to share before the day ends three women who were... Um, who knocked on heaven's door. Actually, four women. Four women. But it's going to be quick. So, Hannah in 1 Samuel 1, verse 9. Well, actually, first of all, in verse 1 and on is a story about Hannah. She couldn't have children. And um, she was barren. And in those days, it was a, it's a real curse to be barren. You had to have a child and usually a son to carry on the air, you know, to carry on the name or whatever. And, um, but her husband had another wife because back in those days they did that. And the other wife had children and the other wife used to mock and, you know, put hate onto poor Hannah. And, um, and yet Hannah would be so upset and so depressed and so sad. And yet one day in verse 9 it says, Once... When they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Shiloh was where the house of the Lord was, where they used to go and worship once a year. It says, Hannah stood up and she said, Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost in the Lord's house and in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. She decided, I'm not going to listen to the haters anymore. I'm not going to listen to the people putting me down anymore. I'm not going to listen to the lies of the enemy anymore. I'm not going to listen to the doctor's report anymore. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to pray to God. And some of us need to do that. We need to stand up and wash off what the enemy has been saying, what the world has been saying, what uh, reports have been saying. Stand up and weep and cry and call out to God until you hear from him and you know that there's a peace in your heart that everything's going to be okay. Because what happened with Hannah, she received a child after that. It says in verse 18, because Eli heard her, Eli the uh, priest heard her and said, oh, are you... Are you right? Like he thought she was drunk. And she goes, I'm not drunk. I'm just really sad and I'm praying. And, and Eli said to her, may your request be granted. Go in peace. So she went. She didn't know. She wasn't pregnant right then. <laughs> but she went and she had peace in her heart. And so a year later, she gave birth to little Samuel. And he became a great man of God. She dedicated him to the Lord. And he became the next priest. He was the priest who anointed King David. And, um, you know, it was amazing how God wanted Hannah to press through to bring a great testimony about of his love and his faithfulness. You know, and now 
Anna, in um, Luke 2, 36 to 38, this woman was a prophetess. Um, and it says, the daughter of Peniel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She lived with her husband for seven years. And in those days, they used to get married when they were young teenagers. And say, maybe she got married when she's 13, 14. And then what, by 21, she was a widow. Crazy. But this woman was amazing. And then, was a, then she was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, being Mary and Joseph. This, you can look at all of this afterwards if you want to write down these scriptures. She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. And at that time, what had happened, she was in the temple and Mary and Joseph came to dedicate Jesus and she had been praying and fasting all her life, probably 60 years um, around, I calculated it to be, about 60 years praying and fasting just to see Jesus. Amazing. She was so expectant of the Lord coming. And um, who have prayed 60 years for something? I know there are probably people who have in this place, but there's not many of us. But not giving up, not giving up, just staying in God's presence and loving the Lord and waiting to that day. She actually met the baby Jesus. That's amazing. And she was a faithful woman. She just persevered. And two more women, Lois and Eunice, they were grandmothers. It was a grandmother and a mum of the, the man Timothy. And uh, 2 Timothy 1.5 says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. And that was Paul talking to Timothy. His, um, it was like... He was training him up for the ministry and he was leaving him to look after churches for him. Sorry. And so this man of God, Timothy, he was raised by his grandmother and his mother who had wonderful faith, who passed it to him, who probably prayed for him all the time, who was teaching him in the ways of the Lord. And now because of that, he was able to become a man of God who could help Paul in the ministry and who made it into the Bible. That's pretty amazing. And I think all of us, men and women, and I know it's Mother's Day, that's why I brought out the women. There's so many women in the Bible that we can learn from as men and women. It doesn't mean just because they're women, you can't learn off, learn off them. And I think we can learn that we can pray we can seek God. We can pass down so much as people, as mentors, as helpers, as carers, you know, as teachers. Um, whatever you are, students, you can pray for those kids around you at school. You know, if you're at school right now, you can be an influence there. You can have faith there. And people will see that and you can influence. You know, as mums and, and grandmothers and aunties, we can love our kids and we can pass on the faith. You know, dads and uncles and grandfathers, we can pass on what we have. We can keep knocking on heaven's door for our children and for the people around us. 
Amen? Amen. Romans 12 says in verse 12, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. God wants us just to be faithful. Be faithful. Be that faithful friend. Be with him. Hang out with him. Be with him all the time. And don't worry. I know we bring our situations to God. There's so many things that we bring to God. And if you're a mum here and a dad and you have kids that you're worried about, keep bringing them to God. And just receive the peace that he gives you. Don't carry the burden of your children alone. You know, carry it with God because he will actually help you get through and help carry the burden so that you will be free to be the person that you're called to be. He doesn't want you to carry the burden um, continually on your own. He wants to help with that burden with your kids, whatever they're going through, whatever is happening in your lives, whatever you're carrying, if it may not be a child, he wants you to give that burden to him so that he can help you through it. And so be with him and pray with him. Now, there's someone else who knocks on the door, and it's a flip. It's a flip over. Revelation 3.20 says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And that scripture is talking about Jesus. Jesus is saying he's knocking. He's knocking so that you'll answer. You know what he's knocking on? He's knocking on your heart. He's knocking on your life. He's knocking to get into that heart of yours. And he's saying, here I stand. I'm here knocking. I'm waiting for you now to answer the door. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, all you have to do is open the door and say, okay, Lord, I let you in. I receive you as my Lord and Savior into my heart, into my life. And now I'm going to spend a life of knocking on your door and being with you. Amen? Amen. Why don't I just pray and we're going to end this service. Father God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for each person here, Lord. And I just know that we're all at different stages in our lives where we're knocking in different ways. And I just pray that we'll want to be like the child. We'll want to be like the faithful friend that will be found in your presence, that will be knocking with a broken and contrite heart, admitting our failures, knowing that, Lord, you are a good God who's there to love us and care for us and give us a better life than we even understand. Father, I do pray for each person here that, Lord God, you'll, Lord, pour out your spirit, pour out your blessing, that each one will come into that wonderful relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.